This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And not a second too soon. Here we are, Raider Nation. Back in the studio for the next couple hours. Unnecessary roughness in your ear hole. My man, Demond Cotton, behind the wheels of steel. Your boy Q, I always say that it's the best time of day when we get into the studio and actually get behind the mics for a couple hours. So here we are, excited to to bring you the next, like I said, a couple hours. Been kind of running around the building crazy today. That's what we do best. But then when we get in here, it's kind of, it's that time to relax and chill. And DeMond doesn't have to hear me say anymore. All right, how much time do we have left? How much time do we have left? How much time do we have left? How many times did I say that in the last, I don't know, minute? A little too much because I'm like, the show's <laughs> going to start. Right. Well, I'm always thinking that you're, And then you I know, got a lot of you on the seconds is just like, right. Like, no, nah, 20. But mainly, it's, I said 20 seconds and you probably had like a minute. But I'm like, if I tell him 20 seconds, he really going to have some get up in the step of like, yo, I got it. I got to get going. <laughs> well, see, that's what I do is I'm, I'm running around the building trying to make sure that everything is taken care of on that side of the building, which is the other side. And then we got to make sure everything over here is taken care of, too. So it happens. As soon as JT show is over, I get in here. I'm like, I'm pulling up everything that I need. <laughs> and like what I said to myself, I turned the hat backwards and I said, it's go time. Right. So I was ready. That's all. I, I turned the all hat backwards. All that matter was that you were ready to go, right? Yeah, I was like, it's go time. Nice. And then and after I said, it's go time, a couple minutes went by and I was like, where's he at? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because when DeMond walked in today, I said, oh, you decided to come to work today. So I know while, he, while I walked into the studio about 12 seconds ago, he probably thought, oh, hey, you decided to come do a show today. Great. Thank you for your time, Q. Appreciate that. But we are here and excited to be here for the next couple hours. Uh, just got a text message from the Raiders letting us know that we have just added another guest to the lineup today. So I'll go ahead and let you know who's going to join the show today as our guest. At 2.40, we'll have Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. He's going to join us to talk about, well, the Raiders winning the game on Thursday against the against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. We, get, we didn't get to talk to him last week because it was Thanksgiving. So uh, we missed Dustin last week. So we'll catch up with him, talk all things the Las Vegas uh, real estate uh, landscape. And I found... I did. No joke, Damon. Earlier today, one of the little things that I was working on while I was in the office, I was scrolling through, you know, different websites, and I found the house. I, I, I sent the email to the wife. I said, boom, bingo, this is the one right here. She emailed you back? What'd she say? Of course she did not email me back. Okay, I was good. <laughs> of course she didn't email me back. So what makes this the one? Because I said this one's the one. <laughs> I saw the picture of it, and I can talk big right now. Cause I, I don't set the scene for us. That's right. what I asked. What, what, no. What'd you see? I'm telling you right now, dog. This house is dope. I mean, I've said that multiple times on this show in the last six months about these different houses. This one is next level. It's just, and I look, there's only three of us in the house right now, right? It's definitely a five-bedroom. Five. You count them. One room for every finger you got. <laughs> and a thumb. You know what I mean? Like, it's... But it's awesome. It's dope. It's got a great backyard, and that's who I am now. I'm a backyard dude. You know what I mean? If the backyard is on point, the house is on point. But is it a gravel backyard or is it grass backyard? Uh, no, the grass is AstroTurf because you don't have – who has grass out here? You don't have grass. I love it. When I was in Texas, I had the best lawn in the neighborhood. I'll Google Earth a picture of it for you. I had the best lawn, and I was so proud of it. But, man, I hated that maintenance. That maintenance drove me crazy. 
And of course, house full of kids. And you know who's mowing the lawn? My old ass. What? <laughs> Even little Q, he come to visit. I'm like, hey man, you want to come out here and mow the lawn? He's like, man, I came to come on vacation. I didn't really come to. Wow. I didn't had, really come to work. <laughs> he had a choice. Oh man, I used to hate mowing the lawn. Oh man. Well, I did it. It, it was. I will say, it was kind of my moment to just escape. Did you, you have a ride more? No, and oh, a riding yeah. mower. Who has a riding mower? I don't know, man. Not me. I mean, I you don't get any exercise in that way. That was a good form of exercise. Is walking up and down, and then you could think. That was my good time to think too. Oh, I, I would be thinking. I came about up with some. Of, I hate cutting grass. Well, instead of doing that, I came up with some of my best show <laughs> topics while I was mowing the lawn. Matter of fact, the day Khalil Mack got traded, I went out and mowed the lawn. I was pretty angry that day. <laughs> I was very angry. I will never forget that Saturday morning. I went outside and mowed the lawn. I thought of a great show topic. I went and did an emergency podcast. I did a podcast on a Saturday afternoon. I was so angry. And then I went to a Baylor game. Still angry. And I had a guy at the Baylor game. Hey, Q, how you doing today? I said, man, you know how I'm doing. I'm doing bad. You know, but it was one of those... It was one of those guys, kind of like he was, was, was kind of like Tyler. You know how Tyler Bischoff from oh, our sister yeah. station, ESPN uh-huh. Las Vegas. He's he's that guy who he'll say something real dry. Yeah, no, but it was just something like he knows that you're in a bad mood because something happened, so he's going to bring it up and try to rub a little salt in your wound. That's what that dude did. But it's okay. I got over it eventually. It's 2021. I'm still talking about it, so maybe I haven't really got over it. But uh, we'll talk to Dustin DeHart about everything going on with the silver and black. And we'll also ask him about the, the landscape company uh, as far as the landscape of the, the housing community here in Las Vegas. Again, I found, I found a pretty awesome house. I don't know what he's going to say about it, but I found a pretty good house. Then we don't have anyone. We didn't have anyone scheduled at, at 3 o'clock. The reason we didn't have anyone scheduled at 3 o'clock is because we were leaving that open just in case we had an opportunity to get a Raiders player. And it looks like either 3 or 3.15 – we're going to get rookie safety Trayvon Merrick on the show. So maybe at 3, maybe at 3.15. So we got to keep that window open. And that's we do that all the time. We just kind of keep our head on a swivel. And, and uh, you know, whenever he calls in, he calls in. So uh, expect to hear from Trayvon Merrick in the 3 o'clock hour, maybe at 3 to start off the, the hour, or maybe 3.15. And, and either way, that's fine. We really we're very flexible at that time. If he calls in at 3, we'll talk to him at 3. If he calls in at 3.15, we'll do our NFL picks for the week at 3 o'clock, and then we'll talk to Trayvon Merrick at 3.15. So that's going to be the either or, A or B. You know, that'll be the decision that we make at that time, depending on if he calls in. But we're guaranteed to have at 3.30 Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk, and it's always great to catch up with Shereen. I actually saw her on Thanksgiving Day at, uh, at, at Jerry's World. She was there covering the Cowboys game, so I got to talk to her in the press box a little bit, but uh, didn't have an opportunity to get her on the show before today. She's been really, really busy, so we'll get her on today. We'll look back briefly on that game. We'll talk about everything that the NFL's got going on, uh, you know, just at this point of the, the, the season. I mean, it's December. We talked about it so many times. It's December, and there's nothing that is set in stone as far as the NFL goes. There's nothing. Nothing. I mean, you look at the standings, and yeah, there's a couple teams on the NFC side of things that are making a little bit of moves, but not really. I mean, not really. It's just one of those things where everyone's bunched up, and I do love what the NFL did with the schedules. If you go through most of the schedules in the NFL, all these teams have backloaded conference games, and it's so smart, and the Raiders included. They have this last game against the NFC uh, opponent, and then the rest of the way, the rest of the season, it's all AFC opponents. And I think that that's so smart because of the exact reason that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. You have an opportunity to late in the season to make a move. As many times as the Raiders have messed up opportunities, they still are right there in the thick of things because they have all these AFC games to close out the season. So uh, that's 
that's going to be interesting and exciting to see what can happen the rest of the way, not just with the Raiders, but without with the rest of the NFL. So we'll talk to Shereen Williams coming up at 3.30 about all that. Uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted out that the Raiders designated defensive back Trayvon Mullen to return off the injured reserve list. So that's good. Not saying he's going to play this week, but that means that he'll at least have an opportunity to get back out there uh, sooner rather than later. And I think Trayvon Mullen is a guy that definitely needs to be out there in that secondary. And Brandon Faison's done a pretty good job filling in for him while he's been gone. Casey Hayward's done really well last week against Michael Gallup. Casey Hayward had a rough day, but Casey Hayward's been you know, a pro's pro. He's been really good all season long, but it would be really nice to see Trayvon Mullen get back on the field again. Don't expect him to be back this week, but knowing that they've designated him to return, that means that he has 21 days. And there was Adam Hill and Tashawn Reed and Vinny Bonsignor, who's from In the Huddle, does 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920, all had tweeted out earlier from practice today that he was, in fact, out there practicing. Yesterday, he was just running along the side. So to see him out there practicing today, that was a really good thing. So it sounds like Trayvon Mullen uh, is going to be coming back sooner rather than later. It would be really nice to see him back against Kansas City, right? (laughs) I mean, I don't want to look past this game against Washington, but you know you need all hands on deck when it comes to Kansas City. Yes, and but talk, speaking of that that injury report, that list, Deshaun Jackson, that's that worries me a little bit. Well, yeah, and I don't know if it's. May, I'm hoping that maybe it's just a vet day because I mean, no, it's, yes, he has a calf injury. Dang, it's a calf injury. And look, this is something that you know when it comes to Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I mean, we talked to what Rodney Harrison a couple weeks ago when they signed Deshaun Jackson, and I asked him, "Hey, what do you think about that?" He says, "If he's healthy, great." But at the same time, you know that Deshaun Jackson is a guy who gets banged up and gets hurt. So I remember seeing him on Thanksgiving, and I don't remember what play it was, but it looked like he was limping off the field on that play. And I, I just don't remember exactly what point of the game it was. Obviously, it was close to the end of the game. But I uh, I do remember him limping off the field. And, I mean, again, I don't think from different reports that I've been reading, and there's multiple reports about it, I don't think it's real serious. I expect him to play on Sunday. That's just my gut feeling. That's not, you know, I have no insider information. Vinny may have a little bit better idea later on today. But as far as I'm concerned, I think he's going to play on Sunday. But I'm just not 100% sure. But you do know that there is a calf injury that he's a little banged up with and uh, was limited in practice today. And uh, as uh, DeMond had mentioned, the the, uh, injury report is out. I tweeted it out just a little while ago. Uh, You can check that out at your boy Q254. And also Raider Nation Radio 920 is at R&R 920 AM. Uh, a couple more notes from that uh, injury report. As, as uh, DeMond mentioned, Deshaun Jackson, calf injury. He didn't participate, and he was limited on Wednesday. Um, Carl Nassib dealing with a knee injury. He didn't participate. I don't think you'll see him play on Sunday. Darren Waller, same issue. He did not participate. I think we kind of came to the agreement already that he wasn't going to play anyway. I think we started talking about that on Monday, right? Yeah. So don't expect to see him. And Josh Jacobs added to the injury report, ankle oh, no. injury and limited. So there's that. And I hate that for Josh. It just seems like all season long he's been on the injury report. He's been limited. He's missed games. I mean, it's just. But I feel like he's one of those guys. I feel like he'll tough it out, though. Oh, I mean, but, he's, but he's, he's always the guy that toughs it out. He always has to tough, tough it out. That's the problem is he always has to tough it out. You know what I mean? It's, it's, he's always getting some kind of bump or bruise and banged up. And, and I mean, again, it's, what the, it's the nature of the beast. It's what the game is. It's a game that you can get injured on every play. But, man. I hate that for Josh, a guy that, you know, his, his season just hasn't got hasn't got started. I mean, we're going into week 14. Week 14 starts tonight. And his season really, and you can ask him. I'm not, I'm not breaking no news. This is what he'd say. His season really hasn't got started. He had over 20 carries for the first time on Thanksgiving. First time all season he's had over 20 carries. 
I guarantee you Josh Jacobs is upset about that. That's not who he is. And and we have all seen that the first two years he's in the league. He's a guy who carries the rock, carries the rock, carries the rock, gets as many carries as possible. If he's a little banged up like he was his, his first couple seasons, he toughs it out for the most part. This year, it just seems like he just can't get going. You know, yesterday I was asking about alpha dogs, and people said, I want to see Josh Jacobs be that alpha dog. He hasn't had that chance. Hasn't had the chance to be the alpha dog. And again, I hate that for him. But that's the guest lineup that we have. Dustin DeHart at 240. We have Trayvon Merrick scheduled either 3 or 315, and then Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk at 330 to, to, to wrap up our, our guest lineup. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you hit up SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Real simple to send us a text at any point of the show. We could have a guest on or not. doesn't matter. Just put in the number 69187 and punch in the keyword R&R. That's the letters R-N-R space and then whatever message you want and we'll get it and we'll make sure to deliver it over the air. And then, of course, the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. And the topic that I had today, the show question that I wanted to bring to the table, we talk about alpha dogs, talked about that yesterday. Well, who is the one player that you think is not involved enough at this point? Who do you think needs to have a bigger role on the team? It doesn't necessarily have to be offense. I know that's what you'll think automatically off top. You'll think someone on offense. But it could be someone defensively. Who, who would you like to see out there get a little bit more burn? Who do you think needs to be a bigger part of the team in this final month of the season? So basically, it's guys that we're not talking about enough. One guy that points out to me and jumps out to me in my mind is Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards, I'd love to see Brian Edwards get more involved. Someone was asking me about Brian Edwards yesterday, and I said, man, I love the way he, I love the way he catches the ball. I love the way he runs after the catch. He runs violent. He catches the ball like vice grips, man. He doesn't let the ball get to his body. He just doesn't get targets. I would love to see Brian Edwards get a few more targets, especially if a guy like Darren Waller is going to be out. I know he's not Darren Waller. I get it. But he's got size. He's a guy that you might be able to use a little bit more in the red zone, and he can catch the damn ball. Like Keyshawn Johnson said, catch the damn ball. He can catch the damn ball with his hands. It doesn't hit his body. That's one guy for me. I'd love to see more involved in the game plan moving forward. I know Greg Olson met with the media today. If Greg Olson is listening, Brian Edwards, Brian Edwards, 89. I have no problem feeding 89. And I think 89 would have no problem being fed. So I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Let us know. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Also the Salmon Ash text line, 69187. Who's the player that's not getting enough burn? We talked alpha dogs yesterday, guys that need to lead the, the Raiders to to close out this month as, as, as strong as possible in the final stretch of games that they have, I want to know who's the person that could, could can contribute in a major way that's not contributing enough right now to you. Again, 702-365-9200, Sam and Ash text line 69187. We'll come back. We'll get to your calls. We'll get to your texts. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> hey, hey Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allison. You listen to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 240, my man Dustin DeHart, Nova Home Loans, will join the show. Talk all things fantasy football. Talk about the Raiders' victory on Thanksgiving. 
talk about the the homes and the guess, the landscape of the the housing market here in Las Vegas as your boy's trying to dip into it. I can't wait till the day that I actually get a house and I come in here. I'm like, hell yeah. No more rentals, baby. No more rentals. And then the first thing I'm going to ask is when you invite me over. And then I'm going to say gotta no see, more rentals. Got to <laughs> see what it's like. Be like, yeah, man, you've been talking about this house forever. Man, I'm telling you. House, I'm going to be imagining, you know, like waterfall showers or something. Hey, like, man. You just like, you going to have it all. Hey, I'm trying to, man. You know? say, the infinity pool Yeah, in the back. you know, hey, you yeah, know. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be I'm If be you can dream it, you can achieve it. You right? know how people, like, they be so excited to be there to be tweeting out the pictures? Right. Like, I mean, that's going to be me. Yeah, see, I ain't going to be tweeting out no pictures of the house because then people will know where that, where it is. No, you know what I mean? Just be inside it and be like, go play the toilets, y'all. Man, yeah, you got uh-huh. it all. Uh-uh. My mom told me about that years ago. She said, don't be tweeting out and taking no pictures and putting out on social media a picture of your house or this and that because then people know where you live what's inside it and then when you're gone your friends will be the ones that get you your oh, friends will wow. be the ones that get you i wouldn't even think in that far oh dog. yeah no man, your friends will be to get you oh devon's out of town no oh man that tv show would look nice in my living room <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i'm just saying when i tore my acl back in the day i tore my acl and i had surgery and i was laying up in bed i couldn't move because i just had surgery and all of a sudden in the middle of the night about 1 a.m my mom says Hey, boy, I think your car alarm's going off. <laughs> sure enough was. <laughs> Stolen stereo. Speaker's gone. You tell me that wasn't somebody, that wasn't my homeboy that knew that I was laying in bed and couldn't do nothing? Come on, man. The setup. The oh, friends will man. get you, dog. I'm trying. Look, I'm glad you, you're lucky you're with me, man, because <laughs> I'm teaching you some things. You this, is common, so, this is common knowledge to me, but you're learning this stuff. I saw a meme a couple weeks ago, and it was just like, remember when people used to jack car stereos? Or you? it was like when you would take the car stereo yeah. out the car. Yep. Yep. Because you didn't want nobody to take well, it. Well, it's funny when you had a pull-out stereo and then you weren't carrying it with you. Everyone's like, oh, it's under the seat. Duh. You know, because that's, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're you're not carrying it. So then they started going with the face plates where you took the face plates <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. And then you put them in your pocket and then, you you know. Yeah. I got jacked. I got jacked. But it was because I had knee surgery and somebody, somebody, somebody one of my friends, he, one of my friends. Somebody knew he was late. But maybe they just said it. No. Maybe, maybe they mentioned it, y'all. No. Man, my boy Q. You no. know, he just had knee surgery. It was definitely a friend. And, and somebody else, like, came no. up on that opportunity. It was definitely a friend. It was definitely a friend. It's all right. You got suspects? All right. I, I know it's longer ago. There's plenty of suspects out there, but it's all good. <laughs> you, you know, you got to keep your, your, your friend, your circle close, man. Because if not, you get jacked while you had surgery. So did you even try to get up when nah, your mom said that? No, nah, I just chalked it up to a loss. Just tell her, yeah, call the police. It's all good. I mean, what was I going to do? Limp them crutches. I was trying to crutch all the way yeah, to the car yeah. and stop them. Hey, hey. Come on, man. That's not yours. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> hey, Chris, I see you. Hey, hey, man. Or they might hit you with the, hey, hey, Q, you look, you can make that eye contact. Hey, Q, you know it ain't even like that, bro, man. You know? It was absolutely like that. It was nothing but like that. I'll tell you a quick story one time. Oh, okay. uh, one time um, we'll do a radio show later yeah exactly yeah <laughs> no we're talking about getting robbed yeah. one time was a part of well not me I on the robbing end and then they take the playstation oh they took your playstation yes but then they turn it on because we were at a friend's house playing the playstation uh-huh. but then they turn on the playstation and see whose it is they come back and apologize to my older brother like man we wouldn't have took it if we knew it was your playstation shut up so the, uh, the other things that they took the per- the per- they, they, they kept that stuff <laughs> But that PlayStation, they brought it back quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's funny. And it was just like, you know, we wouldn't have took it if we knew it was your PlayStation. That is, you, you had, yeah, see, those friends, you, you need to let them <laughs> friends go. You need to change those that company that you were keeping. All right, who's the player that you're looking for that hasn't been involved enough with this team? It could be offense, it could be defense. That's a question I threw out there. Want to hear from you. 
Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Also, the Raider Nation listener line 702-365-9200. Looking for the player that you don't think is involved enough and you want to see it come to fruition. Got one text. We're not talking about Trayvon Merrick because he's playing great. Would love to see him get a couple more picks, though. That's a good point. No one's really talking about Trayvon Merrick a lot, and he's going to be joining the show, so that's a great text. He's going to be joining the show. I'm excited about that conversation, but he hasn't been involved a lot. But that also means that he is playing really good ball and that he is allowing Jonathan Abram to play that role up there in the box that helps him do what he does better. Trayvon Merrick is the last line of defense. He's the guy that if all of a sudden you're in the open field, he's got to find a way to make that tackle. And more times than not, he's been able to do it. So he's been doing a really good job. It's quiet. I'd like to see him get a couple more interceptions, but he's shown that range. And the Washington football team, they're going to try to test him this weekend. You'll see two or three deep balls. You'll see... You know, uh, Terry McLaurin going deep. You'll see Curtis Samuel, if he's, if he's not injured, you'll see him going deep. Trayvon Merrick's going to have to be that last line of defense where he knows that that ball's coming. He's got to be sideline to sideline. He's got to have that range, and he's got to be able to go and make a play. That's a really good text. Thank you so much for that one. Here's a really good one from Raider Joe in the 801. Yo, Q, I can see it now. Q outside under that Texas sun, angry mowing his lawn, Hank Hill style. While rocking that red polo, <laughs> thanks for the good laugh. As far as, part, as far as players that he wants to see more, I want to see Kenyon get more touches. And then he said, hey, Raider Nation, let's black out our stadium. Get loud and rowdy all game. Help our boys bring home that W. That's from Raider Joe in the 801. He says, Raiders. So about a three or four part text right there. But good stuff. Ken, Kenyon Drake, no, but Kenyon Drake, to his point, it really is. That would really be good to see him get more involved because my expectations for him going into the season was he was going to be heavily involved. I mean, he was really going to be involved in the passing game and the run game. And it just really hasn't materialized. It just has not. I don't know if it's not a, a, a good fit. I don't know if they just didn't like what they saw from different play ideas that they have for him. They had an idea for Kenyon Drake and the execution of it. I mean, I guess it's been okay to what they're doing, but I thought he was going to be more involved in the offense than, than he has been. That's a good text right there. Uh, Foster Moreau needs to be on the field a lot more. He can line up as an H-back or fullback, and he can play tight end while Waller is that wide receiver or play second tight end in a two-tight end set. He's just too good to not be on the field more. Well, with Darren Waller out, he's probably going to be on the field a whole lot, you know, and not only on offense, but in special teams as well. So, yeah, he could line up all over the field, but he's probably going to have to do and play the role that he played in that game. What was it, week five? Was it, no, it wasn't week five. It was the Philadelphia game, going into the Philadelphia game when, when Darren Waller missed and Foster Moreau got the start. He had to play a lot. He had to play a lot of snaps. That's more, most likely what you're going to see from him coming up on Sunday with Darren Waller most likely missing the game. So whenever that was, because they went into the bye that was, it was week the Philly seven, game. right? It was the Philly game, and he played 100% of the snaps. There you go. And it was week seven, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, there you go. Week seven, because they went into the bye at five and two. I probably shouldn't have brought that up, because it made Raider fans angry. But they came out of the bye, five and two, everything right in front of them, and then proceeded to lose three straight. But hey, they're six and five, and they still got everything in front of them. But yeah, Foster Moreau, you'll see, I'm sure you'll see a lot of him coming up this Sunday. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? What's up, Demond? Man, Q, why you just do that, man? You just dump 
you just like dump gas on the fire, man. I'm trying to come in all happy, and you bring up five and two and three in a row. <laughs> My bad. You My bad. Be, you got you got to be back like blah, blah, blah. anyway. But man, to your question, man, I want to see more of Corey Littleton do something, man. I want to see more of Denzel Perryman, and I want to see more of KJ Wright because, man, in all reality, man, we're 28th in defense, man, and and and, and these linebackers. Denzel Perryman's like got the most tackles in the NFL, but I don't. I can't think of like no dynamic tackles from this from from this linebacker core. I can't think of like no backfield tackles. No, no. Like I know Gus don't blitz a lot. Maybe that's something with these linebackers. It's like all the tackles are always like five, six, seven yards downfield. So the yards show it. The twenty-eight defense shows it. So I need. We need to see more. We need to see more of that linebacker core getting a little bit more aggressive and making a little bit smarter plays, maybe a little bit quicker, because there should be no reason every every tackle is five, six yards downfield, and we're sitting 28th in defense in December. So we need that's what I want to see more. Maybe Gus get a little bit more aggressive. Okay. But then again, but then again, we got this to say. Well, they're on the field all game long. Right. And I guess – if number four gets control of that offense, keeps that offense perking and rolling good, that defense is going to go out there and play lights out like they did the few when we were before five and two. Five, the, the 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 span happened when the defense was playing. They were getting dirty. They they were feeding off the offense. Now they're just on the field all the time. So I mean, we got to look at four or two, maybe get them first downs. Let these guys come out and be hungry. There you and, go. And quit blowing so. That's what I want to see. I want to see the linebackers get to cracking, Q. Okay. Watch that stadium out for me this weekend, man. Gotcha. I'm sit at home with the speakers blaring. I'm going to get loud this weekend because I just want to just kick their ass this weekend, Q. Let's get it. Yes, there it is. That's 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 a fire I needed right there. That was that Lester Hayes moment I needed right there. Good stuff right there. I'll say, man, uh, K.J. Wright and, and Denzel Perryman, Perriman's been playing. I mean, he's been playing his tail off all season. Now he's a liability when it's in, he's in coverage. Don't don't get me wrong, but I think he's been doing a really good job. Uh, he's getting a lot of tackles. He's also he get he gets a lot of impactful tackles when it's a, a big hit and it kind of gives a little bit more juice to the to the defense. The defense, Gus Bradley's defense, is always going to try to keep everything in front of them. You know, what I mean, they're not going to let you, or they're not. They, the goal is not to. Not to give up the big play, and for the most part, outside of that Kansas City game, they've really done a good job of not giving up the big play. Now they've given up some, especially like in the end of the Kansas City game and and, and the Bengals game when it started just getting out of control. Then that's when you know the floodgates open. But for the most part, they do a really good job of not giving up the big play. So every once in a while, you're gonna have to live with a, you know a tackle two, three, four yards down the field. I mean, it's just it's gonna be what it is. But there's also a, 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 a rhythm to the rhyme. There's a rhyme to the reason. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to set up one play to set up another play and get off the field. And I think for the most part, I know that statistically we could look at numbers and say, well, they're ranked here, they're ranked there, and that's not great. I think they've been, done a pretty sticking good job on defense this year and given the Raiders an, uh, an opportunity to win games. That's the biggest thing. In the previous years, the defense, it wasn't giving the, the team a chance to win games. You knew if they were on the field, it was going to be an L. You just knew it. You just knew it. When they went on the field on Thursday, I felt like, you know what? I know that it's been rough this second half against the Cowboys, but I feel like that they're going to make a play. And they forced the Cowboys to kick a field goal. I mean, Dallas could have gone down and scored a touchdown. The game could have been a wrap. Could have been a done deal. But instead, they forced them to kick a field goal. Overtime, boom, and they ended up winning. And they kicked the ball off to them to start. 
And they got a three and out. I mean, so the defense has done its job. Now, I mentioned Dundee. How about Dundee? Let's go out to the phone lines and reach our guy, Dundee. Welcome to the show, my man. What's up, Q? Thanks, DeMar, for taking my call. Yes, sir. All right, so a player that I think that needs to step up probably going into these cold winter months, even though a lot of our games are played indoors, uh, I think Cleveland Farrell needs to probably step up this starting this week. With the injury to uh, Carl Nassib, I believe he's going to have to be relied upon to come in there in relief of either Max or Yannick to kind of keep that pass rush going and then also to kind of plug up those holes on the defensive line. You know, we're all complaining about uh, our run defense. Well, hey, Cleveland Farrell, come out here and, you know, be effective on the run defense for us moving forward. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, yeah, I mean, look, I'll say this, and I'm not trying to pile on. I'm not trying to be a broken record. But I just don't know with Clee. You know, I mean, I've, I've had every conversation about this is the week. This is where he could be an impact in this game. Stop the run. Set the edge. I mean, there's so many. I don't know how many different cliche lines I can hit you with. I just haven't seen it. Told me all I needed to see last week against Dallas. My man is down there on kickoff and making a big tackle on special teams. And that was a big play. It was a big play. But really showing off how special of an athlete he is. I mean, it showed what kind of athlete he is, but it also told you where he was on the depth chart. And I know starters play on special teams too. I get it. But it's not... Normally, you'll see your defensive end on special teams. Just saying. You don't see it all the time. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the next step is for Cleveland. Isn't there talk of moving Solomon Thomas over for this game, like if Carl's out? I, I would keep Solomon Thomas right where he's at. Okay. Solomon Thomas has done a good job throughout the course of the season. He's had a couple of dumb penalties that he shouldn't have gotten. But for the most part, he's done a good job all season long. Matter of fact, I think he's third on the team in sacks right now with three. Yeah, but good old Clee. Yeah. I mean, and I like Khalil a lot. I do. I thought he had a role on the team, and it just, I mean, the first game of the season when he was a healthy scratch kind of told me all I needed to know. And unfortunately, it just hasn't got cooking. Up next, ABA Ivan Davis. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Q, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Blessed. Uh, my man stole my thunder on the uh, Queen of Feral because I had the same person, so now i got to think of somebody else. So I have to go. With the, uh, I need to see the uh, offensive line. Yeah, they've been playing, but this time I think they're going to have to uh, protect Carr because running is going to be a problem against them, but their secondary is weak. Remember, we said they're going to have to pass, set up the run, but that means they have to protect Carr. I think they can go deep, but that line's got, they got to show up this game. Okay, and we got to do to them what they want to do to us, and that's keep. They offense off the field. Let us use the clock, but we got to use the pass in order to do it. I don't think if we try to run the ball, I just don't think that's going to be a good thing. So uh, that's my thing. Okay, it's right. what is what I think. All right, sounds good. I like it. I like, and I, I agree with you. Uh, that pass is going to be so serious. And and the Washington football team, man, they give up big plays. And so the Raiders could probably beat them that way multiple times. Derek Carr could go out there with that same fire that he had on Thursday and beat them. But the offensive line is going to have to give them time. I mean, it's as simple as that. This Washington football team is the fourth-ranked rushing defense. So what that means is rushing is going to be difficult. And, oh, by the way, it's been difficult for the Raiders to rush all season anyway. So Derek Carr is really going to have to sling it. This might be a game, in all honesty, he might throw the rock 45 times. And he might have to throw the rock 45 times. 
One quick note, and then we'll take a break. Raiders wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, this is according to Deshaun Reed from The Athletic, said he had spasms in his calf but doesn't think it's too serious. He's being smart with it after coming off playing over 40 snaps against the Cowboys. So, again, I said earlier, I feel like he's going to play on Sunday, but he just had some spasms in his calf, and so that's why he's being smart about it right now. Uh, he's a guy that I don't think needs a whole lot of practice time. I think he needs a little bit to continue to get on the same page with Derek Carr. But 14 years in the league at 35 years old now, he just had his birthday, I think, yesterday. I think he kind of knows what he's doing out there on the field. 2.37 is the time when we come back. Dustin DeHart, Nova Home Loans. He'll join the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 2.40 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Pleased to bring in our good friend Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. And Dustin, thank you so much for your time. Didn't get to talk to you last week. Last Thursday was uh, Thanksgiving, so hopefully you and your family had a really good Thanksgiving. And hey, the Raiders got a victory. How, how was Thanksgiving and how'd you like that game? Yeah, uh, great Thanksgiving. I uh, hope yours was as well. Had, you know, a few family members over. Got to watch some football, drink some beer, and eat a lot of food. Nice. Yeah, take some time off. Right? Good time. Well, it doesn't get any better than that at all. I could appreciate that. And, you know, the Raiders, they put up a lot of points, man. They went to overtime, 36-33 victory over the Cowboys. Uh, that's the kind of yeah. performance that's going to get you a lot of fantasy points. How was, the, how was the fantasy looking as far as the Raiders, and how was your fantasy team looking? Yeah, they they did well. Now, look, uh, I did bet them, Q. So, I, I, you know, I, I had a feeling they would they would win this game or at least cover. Nice. Um, you know, the Cowboys did have a couple receivers not playing, and you know they haven't been playing as well as they have lately. So, you know, this is not as big as a win as it as it looks. You know, especially if it was you know a month ago. But hey, we needed it. We'll take it. Yeah, the. On the fantasy spe- spectrum, you know, they did well. Obviously, when you put up 36 points, you're going to get some fantasy points. You know, Derek Carr had a good game. He only, only had one touchdown. I think Mariota, didn't he vulture one? I think he ran one yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> Not only fantasy but, fans yeah. get mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he literally didn't help anyone on a fantasy team. <laughs> like, if you start Mariota, you, yeah, you've got more problems than anybody right now. But, yeah, look, you know, Jacobs had a decent game finally. You know, it seems like he's coming around. But, you know, Hunter Renfro, he does his same old stuff. You know, Hunter Renfro is becoming one of the biggest fantasy surprises. You know what I mean? Like, probably wasn't drafted in many leagues. And now he's, you know, he's a good top 15, top 20 wide receiver in fantasy. You know, typical nine targets, eight receptions, I think he had. And then, you know, the big surprise was Deshaun Jackson. What did he have? Like, uh, I think he had over 100 yards, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, three catches, yeah. 102 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, that's typical Deshaun, right? Like, right. four targets, three catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. The next week he'll have two targets, one catch for 40 yards, and that's it. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. You know, like, that's how he's been, uh, like, every year in fantasy. It's like, you know, you think Deshaun is going to, you know, he has these great games, and all right, I'm plugging him in, and then he won't do anything for two weeks, so you're finally like, all right, I'm going to take Deshaun Jackson out, then he has a great game again. So Deshaun Jackson's a, he's a, he's, he's a fantasy conundrum. He always has been, but, <laughs> boy, but it was good to see him do that, though, wasn't it? I mean, we really needed that, and then... uh you know, is Waller playing? Do we know for sure if he's out or not? We don't know for sure, but gut feeling Probably. tells me he's out. So I, I'm thinking that uh, I think Foster Moreau will get a, 100% of the tight end snaps like he did yeah. when they played Philadelphia back in week seven. 
and then you mentioned that like he's the big pickup right now mm-hmm. in most leagues, you know, because tight ends hard to find. And uh, yeah, like you know, he's 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 had some value even when Waller wasn't in there. So yeah, Waller's probably not playing. I mean, he's a good pickup for a tight end and fantasy, right? Uh, yeah, teams right now. But yeah, great game. We need to win the next game. You know, it's a tougher team. You know, like I, you know, Washington. You know, I, you know, if you would have asked me four weeks ago, I thought this would be an easy win, but right. I think they, they rattled off three or four wins in a row, one of them being the Buccaneers. And mm-hmm. man, you know, and they, they have to understand, like they, if they win this game, boy, they're smack dab right in the playoff picture, so they're not going to go down easy, that's for sure. No. No, you know, it's so crazy that we're in December right now. We're talking about, you know, one victory could all of a sudden put you back into the playoffs, and it's so bunched up, it's crazy. But the NFL did a really good job with the schedule where the Raiders will play all AFC games after this uh, after this game on yeah. Sunday against Washington. So, yeah, they're in the thick of things. They can they can make a run if they really, you know, get on their horse and start playing. So uh, as far as this game and the atmosphere, man, I mean, we've been talking about it all season, just, you know, with fans being there for the first time this year and everything and people starting to get used to Allegiant Stadium. It my opinion, Dustin, this is a game where the Raider Nation needs to come out. They need to show out. Don't sell any of their tickets and just go out there and just black out that stadium. Yeah, 100. percent I'll tell you, at the Bengals game, it was a little depressing because I did see some empty seats. I don't know about you. Yeah, you there was know, a lot of like empty that. seats. Yep. Yeah, there was. So that, you know, that sucked. And I tell you, like from that first game, Q, I went to, that was one of the best experiences I've ever had. I'm like, this is unbelievable. And uh, each week, it's been a little less, and I'm still trying to chase that dragon. I don't know if I'll ever find that first game again. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, we look, I'm born and raised in this town, Q, and Las Vegas is the most fickle, fair-weather sports team there is. It's mm. crazy. You know what I mean? Like, if, you know, even back in the UNLV days, you know, when they were, when they were the best team in the nation, like, you, you could not get a ticket to see UNLV unless you knew somebody. It was crazy. They called it Gucci Row, and it was really the who's who sitting up in that, you know, courtside seats. And then, boy, once they got out of the, you know, the picture, so to speak, like, yeah, you couldn't even give the tickets away. So, it's you know, you can see with the Golden Knights, you know, when they weren't playing that great, there was a lot of, a lot of fans not in the seats. So, you know, but at the end of the day, we need this win, you know, because, you know, we just need – this community needs this team to win – get all through all this crap that we've been through with Gruden and everything else, you know, and God, what if we made the playoffs? I mean, that would just be unbelievable for this town. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking right now with Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans, and I wanted to ask you about that exact thing right there. What would it mean? I'm not saying the Raiders are going to make the playoffs, but if they were to find a way to get themselves into the playoffs, what would it mean for this Las Vegas community since they are so new to the community? Yeah, I mean, I think it means everything. I mean, look at the Knights. You know, it was their first year in the league, and they went to the Stanley Cup, and that's you know, that's why this town, like, embraced them so much, you know. So, again, it goes back to there's a lot to do in this town, you know what I mean? Like, and if the team's not winning, you know, it is what it is. They're, they're not going to go out there in droves. But, you know, again, going back to all the issues that we've had, it means everything. And, you know, we, you know, God, if we go to the playoffs, we're not looking straight at a rebuild again. And that's kind of what's most important to me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, we, we lose the rest of the year and, you know, we're not even close to the playoffs. You know, they're blowing this thing up, and like, who knows what happened to any of these guys? And like, we're back to square one, and that—that's the most depressing thing to me. So, you know, we 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 really need to get 
some wins behind our belt, get in the playoffs or get close so we're not staring at a whole damn rebuild again. I mean, that's what I think. No, no, you're not wrong, and that's what a lot of uh, fans have called the station, uh, texted, tweeted in, and said, hey, man, you know, uh, there shouldn't be another rebuild. Raider Nation's gone through enough rebuilds. There's been one rebuild, a teardown, another teardown rebuild. I mean, no one wants to go through a third one. So, uh, yeah, it it should be interesting. Again, talking right now with Dustin DeHart here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And speaking of rebuild, Dustin, I'm so excited, man. I started off the show talking about this. It's December now. You know, I got a lease. I got a lease that goes through the end of July, really basically August 1st. Is it close to go time for me now? I got I want to find a permanent residence, not something that's a rental. Is it almost go time? Is it go time for me right now? (laughs) Well, we're getting there. You know, so if if the lease is up in July and you can't break it. I mean, realistically, you know, me, you, and the wife need to come in the office early March, right, first thing in March, get all our ducks in a row, get you pre-approved, go over all that stuff. And then, you know, by April, May, then really start looking at houses and making offers, you know, and getting that longer close of escrow date so we time it out well. So you are there, man. You got one more quarter. That's, that's you know, after this year, you're one more quarter, and we're right in the thick of things, and... It's house hunting time. You're well, almost there, my friend. I'll tell you, I'm house hunting every single night. Uh, earlier before the show, <laughs> yeah. I sent an email to the wife. I was like, all right, this is the one. This is the one right here. And uh, driving her nuts. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She can't stand it anymore. She's so tired of me sending her, her emails about different houses. But I just, I, it, it, to me right now, Dustin, it feels like a lot more people are selling houses right now, almost like they're you know, afraid that they're not going to be able to cash in while, while the market's still hot. Yeah, well, there there is a little more uh, act or supply that's in our market, but it's not much. I mean, it, it, there's about 3,100 homes on the market right now, and then with single with condos and townhomes, we're looking at like 3,700 houses and condos and townhomes. You know, so that's good. literally that's only got up like 200. You know, in the last couple of weeks, but you know, when it's so low, we'll take anything we can get, right? You know, and mm-hmm. you know, demand slows down a little bit right now. Um, but again, if you anybody listening, if you're out there and you're thinking about buying right now, this is the time to do it. You know, sellers are motivated. You can get good deals. Uh, you know, as Q mentioned, there are there's a little more supply in the market, a little less demand. So it's a great time to go out there and find your dream home. You know, and then even if you're selling, you know, you can you know you 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 can structure it where you don't have to move out until after the holidays and stuff like that. But again, Q, you'll be fine. You know, come. Middle of summer next, you know, the housing market will be heating up a little bit. There'll be some more supply. You know, hopefully rates start leveling out. We know what they're going to be, and you're going to be good to go, my friend. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, Dustin. It doesn't feel like that uh, it, these rates <laughs> or, or these prices are going to level out anytime soon. It feels like everyone is coming from everywhere, and they want to be here. And everyone's thinking, like, yeah, Q, that's what you did. <laughs> so I understand. I didn't have a lot of conviction when I said that. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, yeah. if anyone's listening right now and they want to they wanna make some moves right now, they want to kind of yeah. get pre-qualified or they need some more information, what do they need to do? Well, I would love to hear from them. First of all, tell them Q sent you. You're going to get the uh, Q special. Yes. And you call us at 702-577-2600. 
There it is. The Q special. Hey, now I'm sold. I'm sold now. Now, I mean, hey, now your phone's going to be ringing off the hook. You're going to get tired of the phone because you're getting the Q special, man. You know. They're going to call up and go, what the hell is the Q special? Man? Well, that's I'm true. That's true. That's true. Talk Raiders, and I'll tell you what the Q special is. Exactly. Five seven seven twenty six hundred. There it is right, right there. And Dustin joins us every single Thursday here on Unnecessary Roughness. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for your time, my man. I'm going to keep on uh, keeping on doing what I do, keep on looking for these houses, and uh, yep. I'm going to keep on with you, and, and I look forward to seeing you on uh, on Sunday at the game. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. There he goes. Dustin DeHart right there, Nova Home Loans. Uh, he's a fun dude to catch up with, and, man, I'll have to show you in the commercial break, tomorrow. I'll show you the picture of the, the house that I sent to the wife. Oh, I'm sure. Because I'm sure. now Dustin's got me in my head. He said that, and if you can't break your lease, because then he said that this is a good time to buy. You know what I mean? So I'm like, ah, I really want to do it. Maybe I could break my lease. What's the worst that could happen? Well, <laughs> let's not ask that question. Let's not ask that question. I know zero about credit. Well, I, I'm learning. I'm still in the learning business about that. <laughs> the worst that could happen is the worst. You know, there's a lot of worst that could happen. So don't want to uh, don't want to go there. But I, maybe I can inquire. You know, nothing hurts when you ask. The worst they could say is no. That's what I do for sure. You could always ask. They could always say no. If they say no, then you chalk it up for a loss. If they say yes, then you're pleasantly surprised. We'll see. Uh, I do want to pass on this uh, this Raiders news right here. The Raiders tweeted out, uh, we have signed safety Kayvon Frazier to the practice squad. In a corresponding move, we've released tackle DJ Fluker from the practice squad, and we've designated cornerback Trayvon Mullen for a return from IR, which is what we mentioned at the beginning of the show. So a uh, couple little roster moves that the Raiders have made uh, throughout the course of the day. Again, Kayvon Frazier is now on the practice squad. DJ Fluker has been re- released from the practice squad, so he never got uh, to the active roster, and uh, he was just banged up when the Raiders signed him. They were trying to see if he can get healthy, and it seems like he never just got healthy. So uh, there you go. Those are the moves that they made. Uh, we got a couple more minutes before we close out hour number one, so let's go ahead and hit the phone lines real quick, and let's talk to our guy, Raider Mike. Raider Mike, what's on your mind, my man? What's up, Fort Q Myers? <laughs> Chill it, man. <laughs> anyway, the, your question, I want to see Malcolm Koontz get Ooh. out there and see what the guy can do. I mean, I, I saw his college reel. Yeah, he Buffalo. Can, he can ball. Yep. Yep. So I'd like to see him get in, you know, give Max a breather, Yannick a breather. Um, and then we need to start using Mariota because these six games are crucial. Right. All AFC games other than this Washington football team. So those are the two guys I want to see offense and defense. Next, what I really want to see from this team is – Put pictures of Daniel Snyder on the locker room walls <laughs> and say, this is the man that took Chucky from us. The billionaire boys club here. Look over here while we take off Chucky's head. While this guy is sending out pics of his naked cheerleaders. He's a scumbag. He needs to be Donald Sterling. Smoked out of this league. And use that as fuel to fire up our Raiders. Because... It's just something I think that the, the players will respond to. So hope, hopefully uh, Rich B gets that in the players' head because uh, if we win this game, it's going to put us in perfect position to make a playoff run. So anyway, that's what I'm looking for. Good to hear you guys' voices. Take care, D. Take care, Cube. You guys be good. Peace.
All right, there he goes. Raider Mike, appreciate you, my man. And, yeah, I mean, I, and I said that earlier in the week about Daniel Snyder and the Washington football team, and I did feel like that this game should be a little bit more personal. I don't know if they're going to take it that way. Maybe that's the Bay Area Academy. Just, you know, we find things to get motivated and get angry about. Maybe that's – Got a little too much something in your neck. A little something too much in my neck. At least I got a white shirt on today and not a red one. <laughs> now that you know the story of the red polo. Yes. Now you're going to be on edge every time you see me in a red polo. You're going to be like, oh, damn. Let's go real quick out to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, Fargo? Hey, Q, DeMond. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to make it quick. I'm already at the airport. We're about to board. I'm heading out this weekend. I'm going to be at the game for my birthday. Yes, happy uh, birthday. Thank you, sir. I heard you yesterday, Q, with that reference of coming to America. You know how I feel about that. You guys are the old cats in the barbershop <laughs> chopping it up. That's right. That was right before sexual chocolate hit the stage. That's right. I want to see the team come out there and channel that Bobby Boucher energy, you know, and show Mr. Colonel Sanders what's up. Use that hit job as tackling fuel. Uh, Brian Edwards needs to get open. He also needs to get those vice grips back in back in gear. They, I remember group um, comparing them to T.O., and I want to see him live up to that hype. Right. Another guy I want to see, too. It's Sutton. He needs to get to that second level, take out a, a linebacker so that we can get that run game going. And last little point, Merrick would have some more picks, but he had a couple of teammates knock him out of his hands. Right. Thank you for taking my car, and you guys have a good one. All right, Fargo Raider, appreciate you again. Happy birthday, my man. Uh, and, and real quick, Raider Mike also mentioned Malcolm Kuntz, and I, I forgot to mention him. Malcolm Kuntz is a guy that I think will get some burn. And, again, this is just me going with my gut feeling. If Carl Nassib missed the game like I think he will, I think Malcolm Kuntz will actually get some burn, and he does have the ability to get to the quarterback. I, I, that's a guy that I expect to be a, a, not a huge factor this season, but I did expect him to get a little bit of burn. This could be his opportunity. 2.57 is the time. We'll come back. We'll take some more calls. We're expecting Trayvon Merrick, the rookie safety from the Raiders at some point. We'll get to him as well. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.